Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Hormonal Mama podcast. Today on the show, I have Brooke Simonson, certified weight loss coach and nutrition coach. We are talking about so many incredible things today. We're talking about how mindset is the key to everything, essentially. And the other thing we're talking about is not just how mindset is important, but also why willpower isn't as important. You will want to stay tuned. This is such a great episode that you won't want to miss. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kara. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you today. I know I was just telling you before we started recording how excited I am to talk about some of these things because so much of what you do speaks to me so deeply and that's just something really exciting to me when, when, you know, when you connect with someone and something that they say or do or feel or whatever touches you so deeply and you're like, yes, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> wait to talk to her. And that's how I've been feeling. Um, I know that a lot of your work centers, you know, around weight loss. That's, that's primarily what you do, but something that you and I were just talking about mindset. But before I jump into that, do me a favor, give me a little introduction about exactly what you do, what, what your, I want to say what your job is, but I don't, you know what I mean? What your work is. Tell me a little bit about you before we jump into this awesome mindset stuff. Yes, I would love to. So I'm Brooke Simonson. I'm a certified nutrition coach and I do primarily help people with weight loss, but I like to say that I help people with sustainable weight loss and there's definitely a difference because there's the weight loss you do and you lose it and you keep it off for a week, two weeks, a couple months, or there's a weight loss that becomes an actual project that you take on for life. And it's something that sticks. um, And then in that process, you have new habits, you're eating healthier, you have more energy, you're feeling more confident. So that is what I help people with, not the former, the latter, the sustainable piece. And yeah, it just, it excites me. I love connecting with mostly women um, all over the country. Um, I work virtually, so I help people all over the place. And usually clients come to me who have tried all of the things. So I hear Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, South Beach, Whole30, Isogenics, which I didn't realize used to be Nutrisystem. Oh, I didn't know that either. Um, yeah, it's meal replacement shakes. I honestly, every time I hop on a prospective call with a new client, I hear something new. So right. I'm constantly learning too, all of the things out there, especially it. as we're recording this, it's January. <laughs> so I'm getting targeted with Facebook ads. I'm seeing people post different juice cleanses and detoxes and things all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot out there. And you mentioned the mindset piece, which I know we're going to talk about, but I think my overarching message is always that there's not a one size fits all diet or yes. set of habits that yes. works for everybody. It has to be individualized and really weight loss and maintenance, which is important to talk about because mm-hmm. that's the piece that helps you keep the weight off forever. Okay. It's a skill that you have to learn just like any other skill. And I didn't realize that which is why I was on my own roller coaster in my 20s. And it wasn't until I realized that it's a skill you can master and you can learn what works for your body, your likes, dislikes, preferences, time constraints. And that's when really the magic happens because that's when it sticks with you long-term. 
definitely. You know, something that I really love that you just said that is so important is how we're all different, right? Everyone's body is different. And this is something that I think particularly younger people don't always realize. I think, you know, I, I say younger people, like when I was in my twenties, I'm a, I'm a perfect example of someone who was just like, okay, I'm going to lose weight. And I read about this diet and I read about that one and I'm not good at diets. So I'm not even going to try. And it never occurred to me when I was younger that that diet might work for my friend doesn't mean it's going to work for me or that friend or this person, that person. But then again, well, I'm not a fan of diets anyway. I just don't think dieting, like you, you, something on your website was talking about that yo-yo dieting thing, right? Which is such a, a thing <laughs> that I just can't wrap my mind around. Um, but I, I just particularly like that your approach is that we're all different. We all need different yeah. things and weight loss you know, is, isn't a one size fits all, pardon the, the wording there, but it's not, everyone's different. And that's why I wanted to talk so much about mindset, why I think mindset is such an important topic. And clearly you do too, which makes me excited to even like get the opportunity to know you for even five <laughs> seconds is exciting because mindset is so important. So let's talk about it a little bit. You know, you're talking specifically about sustainable weight loss, right? And that that's the key. You know, it's not just losing weight. And like you said, you know, keeping it off for a month, two months, and then boom, it all comes back. That's always what happens to me at least. Um, so sustainable is so important, but you know, I wrote this down. Why? So, so, so let's talk mindset. Why, why is mindset so important in addition to everything else? You know, there, there's, like we said, there's the behavior changes. You got to make changes to this changes to that. But talk to me about mindset and, and what's so important there. I think the mindset piece is definitely critical for the weight loss portion, but it is absolutely essential for the sustainability part. So anybody can do something for a month or two and make the behavior changes. But what I see a lot is somebody will, let's say, cut out carbs. Mm -hmm. And so they'll start doing that and they'll do it for a month or two. And then all of a sudden they'll be at a wedding and the cake comes out and it looks really good. And everybody's talking about how good it is. So they have a bite of cake. And then all of a sudden it's this crash of, oh my gosh, I ruined my diet. I was doing such a good job. Now I'm completely off the wagon. I fail at this every time. Why can I never succeed at anything? And it's just this downward spiral of cheating and guilt and shame Mm -hmm. and all of these negative words when really it's not that big of a deal (laughs) that you had a bite of cake, right? Right. I mean, you were doing something kind of extreme by maybe cutting out all carbs or all sugar or all whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so that was probably not going to be sustainable in the first place. So the fact that you had a bite of cake, there's actually nothing wrong with you. That's going to happen to all of us. I don't want to live a life where I can't have a bite of wedding cake, right? Can't have a cocktail, right? Exactly. You want to enjoy life. You want to enjoy life. And what's the point of feeling like your most energized, confident, healthiest self, if you're not going to be able to make the most of life? I think that's the whole point of the weight loss. If somebody that's what they're after to begin with is to have a better quality of life. So I want that to happen for you. (laughs) I don't want the mindset to be 
I failed or I cheated or I'm a horrible person. Um, so I think the whole diet starts Monday mentality, or, you know, that's one that I really work on with clients of let's be gentle with ourselves, be kind to ourselves. Let's not cut out all of a food group. Or if you love milk duds, let's not completely say you can never have milk duds ever again. Right. right? And then when you know, when you have this kind of more forgiving mindset and you understand that all foods can fit in a healthy eating pattern, probably not all the time. Right. (laughs) So I'm not saying, cause then I'll get backlash on that. And somebody will say, (laughs) you just said I can eat whatever I want all the time. You know, there's no nuance in anything anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. So when you're prioritizing nutrient dense, whole minimally processed foods, most of the time you allow room for the restaurant meals, the happy hours, the weddings, the birthday parties, and having treats and indulgences And so that's a really critical mindset part. I think then somebody will hear that and they'll say, oh, but if I have one bite, I go completely off the rails. So I have to cut it all out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of this takes work. It doesn't just happen overnight. I would say the mindset part is harder than Mm -hmm. the habit changes because anybody can put a pot of eggs on the stove and boil eggs, right? That's not that hard to do because they kind of cook themselves. Right. <laughs> but the mindset part requires journaling and maybe even putting post-its around of reminders or setting a pop-up reminder in your phone. It's a kind of a constant process to work on while you're losing the weight and then ultimately able to sustain it long term. So there's a lot. There's a lot mm-hmm. that goes into the mindset part, but I would say if you're starting a new program or plan and there isn't some type of mindset component built into it, I would be weary because you have to kind of change who you are and how you look at things if you want to have a full transformation and you're going to have to kind of work on your attitude and your mindset about weight loss and maintenance. Definitely. I mean, you know, something, something you just said, which another like, oh, is with mindset, you know, the journaling. I'm I'm a huge journaler. I don't know if that's a word. I might have made that up. I don't know. It is now. <laughs> it's a new word in the dictionary coined by Kara Drescher. Thank you. Um, I, I think journaling is such an important aspect of life in general, but mindset, yeah. I mean, especially when you're doing something for your body to live healthier and happier, right? Journaling can totally, not can, is like, to me, a key piece of that mindset puzzle, right? It's just so essential. And I'm just, you know, I, I, mindset, it's it's such an important part of just like having a happy life and being able to, mm, I don't know. I don't know the word that I'm looking for at the moment. It's escaping me because I think I'm just too excited. (laughs) I get excited (laughs) talking about mindset, but everything that you just said just makes sense. And to me, when you're looking to make a change in your life, like, I mean, just use the phrase losing weight, even though it's so much more than that, you know, it's, it's about being healthy and healthy in a way that works for your body and your mind. It's just, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's so important. I I wanted to ask you something, you know, we, we talk, let me kind of back up here one of the questions I wanted to ask you was about having better willpower, right? And that phrase. And 
it's not really about that. And, and to me, the, you know, the, the willpower thing and mindset kind of go hand in hand, but also are totally different. You know what I mean? Like, they, I, I feel like they walk that same wavelength, but they're different. You know what I mean? Like willpower is a concept that, well, it's a tough one right? <laughs> I am someone who has it very is. little willpower <laughs> in general in life. I just do. <laughs> but I think, you know, like you said, when it comes to something like taking care of your body, that phrase, I just got to have better willpower. It, it doesn't really work. And so talk to me a little bit about why that's not going to work. Why, why saying that is just not setting yourself up for success. I got my hands, I forget how, on a book years ago called Willpower Doesn't Work, and it's very short, and it was based off of the author's Medium article. The author is Ben Hardy. Mm -hmm. You can Google Ben Hardy Willpower, and the Medium article will come up, but essentially his whole thesis is that willpower is a finite resource, Mm. so he essentially gives you permission to just stop worrying about your own willpower, self-control, whatever you want to call it, and instead put your effort towards something more productive, like creating stronger systems. So for example, instead of having the willpower not to eat the six pints of ice cream in my freezer and sitting Mm -hmm. on the couch every night and just thinking, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. I have to have a three-night streak of not eating ice cream or whatever it is. I personally enjoy ice cream outside of my home. So I enjoy it when we're at the cute ice cream shop down the street or when I'm on vacation. I don't typically keep my freezer filled with ice cream Mm -hmm. because for me, it just creates a more comfortable home and space when I have the most nutrient dense things available for me to eat at arm's length, especially Mm -hmm. during a time like COVID. And I'm not constantly in this mental battle with myself (laughs) of don't eat the ice cream. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, that's just, it's not an enjoyable evening for me (laughs) if I'm just trying not to eat something. Yeah. And it's not to say that I would never bring ice cream into my home. I mean, when I do, it's an intentional choice, but I think that's just one example. The other idea is, you know, the more systems you set up, or if you want to think of systems as actions, the more actions you take, the more habitual they become. And Mm. you start adding gradual small changes on top of each other and once you're creating action after action and taking it consistently then the need for willpower just kind of dissipates because you've got your gym clothes out they're ready to go when you come home you put them on that right there is a system that makes it easier for you to go for the walk or go do the strength training and it's not you know easier to just walk in, plop on the couch, and then I'm going to try to have self-control and not turn the TV on and actually get outside and do the workout. So I would say, give yourself permission to just release the idea that you have terrible willpower or that there's something broken about you or wrong with you because you lack Mm self-control and instead start focusing on how can you create an environment that's supportive of the goals you're trying to reach for yourself? And how can you take actions consistently that will help you reach those goals? I love that. I know I particularly love what you're talking about with systems. You know, I think I, I personally, I think that's just something that for me, 
has changed my life. And, and I'm not just talking about, you know, weight loss or, or, you know, health or anything like that. Having systems in place to make it easier for you to do these things where it does become a habit, it, it makes all the difference. And something else that you said that it, I had to write it down. So I was like, I don't want to forget that. You know, <laughs> the way you were talking about, you know, the, the willpower thing and how, you know, I just, how can I word it? You know, you're talking, you, you gave such a great example with the ice cream. You know, I personally, I don't eat ice cream because I'm lactose intolerant and eating ice cream for me is like really asking for misery. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love ice cream. And there are times yeah. where I will I mean, suffer. Who doesn't? <laughs> right? yeah. It's so good. It's I so particularly good. like soft serve ice cream. And that's, that's like my biggest enemy, but yeah. <laughs> I digress. We're not talking about me. Um, but it was such a great example because I feel really strongly that with something that you enjoy, something that's such an indulgent treat like that, it just adds so much more stress to your life to have it there and then tell yourself, but I'm not going to touch it. Like, I think it's just such a a great strategy might be the right word that you've made this conscious decision. I'm not going to have it in my house unless sometimes, you know, whatever, you know, you, you, you don't have to be super strict about it. You do what works for you, but why put yourself through that hell, if you will, of stress, because that's what it boils down to. So I think that is such a great um, uh, approach that you have and, and a great way to look at things that, you know, willpower isn't, isn't the thing. It's setting yourself up for success yes. by having strategies, systems. Gosh, I just love that word, systems. You, you gave such a, a simple example of having the workout clothes ready to go when you walk in the door. Yeah. It's little things like that. Yeah. You see it and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you just do. <laughs> I mean, gosh, it sounds yeah. silly, but I have, you know, my workout gear, my leg, like my workout gear, like I work out a lot. I'm going to be honest. I'm not very good about working out because I just don't have a lot of time and I'm a crazy person, but that's irrelevant. I have all of my leggings set up in a place where I see them. So I'm reminded. And I like them, you know, like for me, I got myself a ton of really cute leggings that I love putting on and they make me want to work out when I do because I love them so much and they're so fun to look at and they feel really good on me, you know, and, and to me, that's my system. And I just, I don't know, I'm really excited about, you know, the fact that you said that you looked like you're about to say something. Oh, I was just going to add on to that. I think that's another great example. Sometimes my clients will say, you know, we'll talk about little things and I'll say, what if you tried this? And it'll seem so silly, like the, the colorful leggings or Mm -hmm. the putting your shoes, you know, closer to the door, the things that make habits and systems easier to do may seem really stupid, even, but (laughs) It's all a matter of kind of like hacking yourself and your brain, almost gamifying it. And if it makes it easier and if it makes you do it, then what's the harm in that? And I think it also just boils down to self-awareness. It's getting really in tune with yourself. And, you know, on the part of the ice cream, um, there will be people in like the intuitive eating community who will say, keep everything on hand at all times, keep chips around, keep ice cream, then you get kind of desensitized to it and you don't want it anymore. And that may work for some people. It really might. And for other people, I mean, I've worked on my mindset and myself for years and Mm -hmm. I still know myself that I do better 
when I don't cut things like ice cream out, but that I just enjoy them outside my home. And I just know that about myself. And I think you can't let someone tell you, oh, like you have to keep ice cream around or you should have no ice cream. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many extremes out there and there is such a happy gray area in the middle. And as long as it works for you, then do it. Like, don't oh. listen to what your friends on Facebook are doing. <laughs> you are speaking my language. That's how I feel. And, and that's why, you know, that's why I said before we even started recording, how excited I've been to talk to you because that's how I see things. You know, everyone's like, there's no gray area, Well, but there is. And it there can is. be a really, really good, happy, perfect gray area. Yes. That's to me, that's, that's the key to happiness is, you know, just in life really is, I don't want to use the word moderation because that's not really what I mean. It's it's knowing yourself, knowing what does and doesn't work for you. I'm like you. I'm not the type of person where I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to cut this out. What works for me, I give myself a cheat day. My husband and I, for years, we always had a cheat day. Fridays were our cheat day. And we'd be like, all right, we're going to treat ourselves today. This is our day. And the rest of the week, we ate really well. We didn't cut out things. There weren't food. I mean, other than like stuff I can't eat or he can't eat, you know, for whatever reasons, but we didn't cut out food groups. Like you talked earlier about cutting out carbs. Right. And that's, that's a huge thing that I, I sigh when I say that, because it stresses me (laughs) out. It stresses me out when I hear people say, well, I cut out carbs, you know, like, or, or the opposite, like, you know, you're, gosh, there's so many things in my head right now. Like I tried when I was, gosh, it's like 20 years ago, much younger, and I think I tried the South Beach diet. And when I say I tried it, I mean, it was like a week or less. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? What am I doing? And I, I just, I think it's so important to know yourself, to figure out what does and doesn't work for you. And then from there, once you know yourself well enough, you can then say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I just, I just think it's so incredibly important to know yourself. I've said that 17 times now, but I'm going to keep saying it, but also to not, ah, pardon the wording. I can't think of a better way to word this, to not cheat yourself out of anything. Yes. You know, like you said, you like ice cream. So it's not like you don't have it. You just have it in a way so that it doesn't take over your life. Like let's pretend for a minute that I do eat ice cream. I wish I could. I love ice cream. Um, but like, now you're I, really gonna want it. We're talking so about funny. ice cream a lot. Ice cream is one of those things for me where I'm like, I don't like it, and I don't like it because of what it does to my body. But I yeah. want to eat it because it tastes so good. Um, but if I had ice cream in the fridge regularly, I would eat it all the time, and then I'd be like, I eat ice cream every single day for the past two weeks. <sighs> I'm gonna have some again tonight. Like that's exactly yeah. what I would do because I know me. And if it's here, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I like to eat. I love food. Food is so exciting to me, but I know what I need to not have in the house <laughs> for myself. Right. And I think the whole keep everything around all the time, I think it's from good intentions. And again, mm-hmm. it does really work for some people. Yeah. And I think it's a pushback on diet culture and this restrictive mindset that a lot of us have come from of it has to be all or nothing. And so a lot of us then are in a diet phase and we go to nothing. So it's giving you permission to keep those things around, which I get, but at the same time, you've got to know yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to know what works for you, right? Absolutely. (laughs) 
I think we both can't say that enough is, and then it's really hard to sometimes explain to prospective clients because they'll say, well, what exactly are kind of the rules that you're going to give me? Or what exactly am I going to do? And I say, it's really a process of self-discovery and I'm co-creating goals with you because there's so many ways to get to your transformation. There's not just one plan. So we have to figure out what, what is going to work for you, right? I can't tell you that on this initial call, there are principles that I will teach you because weight loss and maintenance is a skill. And once you know the principles, the habits that are proven to work, meaning they've been researched, they're, you know, backed by science, then you can start. Yay, science. science Me too. Yes. And you can start to implement those. But it's not even, let's say a recommendation is eat more protein that you can take that a lot of different ways, right? You can eat protein in many sorts of ways. Mm -hmm. So it's not prescriptive. It's let's look at the principles that are backed by research. Let's talk about how those can work in your life, but let's also understand you. Like I'm working with a mom of three right now. And she's also a preschool teacher and she's running from here to there. And she, you know, has a very different plan than my client who is 29 and has no kids yet. Mm -hmm. So it's exactly, it's gotta be individualized. And I, I mean, I just can't say that enough. (laughs) I am so with you. And I, I, that's, that's just something that I that that resonates so deeply with me. And I've always felt that way about, well, most things in life really is that it has to be, say it. And I mean that in general, like just has to be personalized. You can't, I feel strongly, you can't live a happy life if whatever, I'm just going to use the word diet just for the the context of my sentence, whatever diet you're following. And I don't just mean that with weight loss. I mean, like whatever thing you're doing, it doesn't even have to be weight loss, whatever you're following, if it's not personalized, you can't really get the best results. You know what I mean? You're only going to get the best results if, if, if it's tailored to you, your needs, your desires, your goals, your everything. And, and there's so many things about ourselves that are out of our control. We, we are who we are and we can't change, you know, basic things about ourselves. Who would want to anyway, in my opinion, but I'm really going overboard here. Just in agreement with you is what I'm trying to say <laughs> in, in the most convoluted way possible. That's what I do. Um, but I, I just, I know you're, you're speaking my language and I love it. I would really like to ask you why you are so passionate about this because you are you're very passionate it it, the thing what I'm trying to say is you're not just passionate about helping people to lose weight right that's kind of something you said in the very beginning I don't want to tell you why you're passionate or what you're passionate about but I can tell in the way that you describe it that there's a passion here for you about wanting to help others with this particular thing. And I would love to know, you know, what is it that makes you so passionate about this work? You're so right. I do say weight loss because I started to realize every single person who came to me in their words, that was their first goal. And then the second goal is usually something around the lines of more energy. And the third goal is something about 
eating healthier, or, you know, give, being a better example for kids or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ultimately comes down to looking and feeling your best, I think is how I would simplify it in just a few words. And I guess I'm super passionate about it. I used to actually be a high school English teacher. Really? That was my first job. Yeah, yeah. I was a teacher for uh, 12 years. Wow. I awesome. Yeah. Um, my it was great. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Middle so school. I've always had a passion for teaching, researching myself, learning, and uh educating ultimately. And when I was going through my own health struggles in my twenties, I just thought those were the years I was supposed to look and feel my best. And that wasn't the case for me. I gained about 20 pounds after college and I did every diet in the book and I exercised six or seven times a week, usually on the elliptical at the gym, Mm. hated my my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I always took my anger out on the elliptical machine. I know. It's like, you got the arms going, you're just going at it. But I struggled and had still a great life. I lived in New York City at the time and I loved my life. But the one piece that I was missing, I would say was really just the energy and confidence and feeling amazing in all of my clothes and loving to be in pictures and not shying away from the camera. And, you know, I just had some insecurity stuff going on. So I ultimately did a deep dive into research because that is what I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sounds like you do the same. Totally. (laughs) And I enrolled in a course to become a certified nutrition coach, not even to be a certified nutrition coach at the time, just to get my hands on as much information as I could for myself. And ultimately I ended up where I am today. I got so passionate about the stuff I was learning about nutrition and health. I started wanting to scream it from rooftops and talk to everybody about it all the time. And my passion for teaching kind of waned, I guess you could say, uh, teaching English and just my passion became helping others get the same success I had in terms of losing weight, keeping it off and having all the amazing feelings and awesomeness that comes with it. Mostly the energy and the confidence. How incredible is that? You know, I I just, as a side note, I think that is so cool that you had this other career, right? And then something new just sort of took over you. And, And I can relate to that. And it's such an incredible feeling to be like, no, I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. You said, shouting it from the rooftops. And that, this is going to sound so cheesy and I'm sorry, but that makes my heart sing. I know how cheesy that sounds, but I, something that I strive for in life is to get the message out. This is unrelated for a second, but just have to say is to get the message out that you need to be happy in life. You have to be passionate about what you do. And that is just something I can't emphasize enough. And to me, hearing someone like you talk about, you know, coming from this other completely different background and then something else just, you just feel it so deeply that it's just so, oh, passionate. I'm a passionate person. So I feel like I'm going to explode right now, but that is just so amazing. And and I love, I love that. So it's, it's incredible to me to hear that you don't just, you know, you're not, you're not just like, yeah, it's really great. I'm glad that I can help people. (laughs) Like it's clearly something that you just use the word passion again, passionate about it. And that just makes me excited. So I'm happy to hear. No, I love it. I just, even before this one client just ended her time with me 
and I miss her already. Like I become mm-hmm. friends with clients. Yeah, and I just and you love get them. so I love them. And so I was messaging her. I was like, "How's it going today?" Love like she it. can't get rid of me. She's like, "Oh, That's thanks good. for checking in." <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sure she's like, "Oh my god, she checked in." I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. But I was just like, "What are you doing right now?" now? <laughs> I love it, and that's. That is so beautiful and that just makes me so happy and I love it. I love, I love when people are this excited about the work that they do because you make a huge difference for people and that is the best feeling in the world as a, as a fellow coach, you know, doing different work, but as a fellow coach, that feeling of really helping someone reach their goals is like, I just feel like you just take this deep breath and say, I helped someone. And I yeah. don't know about you, but I mean, I do know because you just said it, but helping someone reach their goals is like, oh, most incredible thing. Hmm. Anyway, it really is. Yeah. I could talk about that all day, but I don't want <laughs> to do that and bore you and take up your whole day. So let's <laughs> switch gears a little bit and move on to some fun stuff. Um, okay. So I gave you these questions before to think about. Let's talk about them. We've got our two questions. We've got who are three people that have had the most influence or are most inspirational for you? And then your dream dinner party or whatever. Now, I always tell people with this dinner party, or it doesn't have to be a dinner party. It could be anything you want. The people, and if you're seeing the video, you can see here that I'm putting it in quotes. They don't have to be people. They can be animated. They can be imaginary. I had someone have spirits as their guests at, at their... Um, at their dinner party. I've had all kinds of things. So anyway, it is your turn. The floor is yours. You can tell me these in whatever order you want. Inspirational people or dinner party. And again, you can have the same guests as your most influential people if you want. So, floor is yours. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yes, I, I should have, have told guests. you that. <laughs> I like to, yeah, I like to follow assignments and rules correctly. I did not know that. So I was like, I should have six different people. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a rule follower. Um, but I was also telling you before we hopped on air that I take these questions so seriously. I'm the worst person to play these games with because if somebody says, you know, what body part could you live without forever? I'm thinking about it for like, I think it's going to happen. So I have to give the right answer. (laughs) So in my mind, this dinner party is happening and I had to think about it long and hard. I love it. I hope it does. Yeah. So I kept coming back to for the dinner party. The first two were super easy. Both of my grandmas were my favorites and I would just do anything in the world to sit down with them again. That would be the best thing, you know, having grown so much since they passed away to just mm-hmm. kind of update them on what I've been doing and, you know, see what they've been doing. Ooh, <laughs> that would be right. really... I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? I yeah. Totally what have you got? That. Where'd you guys go? Tell me your story. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what you've seen. Who have you seen? Who have you met? Um, and then the third person I thought long and hard about, um, but I obsessed with the tv show shark tank and Mm -hmm. i think just because i'm building a business myself and there's a whole lot that goes into that i would love to talk to mark cuban Mm. at a dinner party and then i started to visualize this dinner party if it was me my grandmas and mark cuban i love it i love (laughs) it and then i started laughing i mean (laughs) i'm just saying i think that would be an awesome dinner party i mean mark cuban's a pretty incredible person so it'd be kind of neat he is and I'm sure he would him. love my grandmas and they would love him. So love this will be a great dinner party. I hope it I think it would be. You, right? I hope you can come too. I you are totally there. invited. Oh my gosh. I will sit there and I'll take notes and be like, 
yeah. tell you I went to this dinner party these two yeah. incredible women those are all the things I've seen Mark Cuban said this 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 it was so cool totally I'm there it's gonna be cool so yeah I hope I dream about that tonight because that right? would be fun that'd be a cool and thing. then I would say the three people who've had the most influence I'm sure you hear a lot parents so I don't know if it's funnily or oddly but my mom was a teacher and my dad was a business owner so I feel like my first career was kind of modeled after my mom's and now my new career is modeled after my dad's. So I, I think that's that. kind of cool um, that they influenced me when I didn't really maybe even know it for a while. Um, I always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit. Totally. And the third person I think would be based on probably the best book I've read, which has influenced how I'm able to help people which is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm. And I learned pretty much everything I know about mindset and habit change from that book. I reference mm-hmm. it constantly. I think my clients at this point are like, yeah, we get it. James Clear, we know you love him. <laughs> I should probably just send them all the book so love that they it. can read it's it themselves. Hilarious. But every single page, it's one of those books that I was just highlighting every sentence, which kind of defeats the purpose of a highlighter. Um, but it's incredible. I, I'm giving it- thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would, I was an English teacher and I would always tell my students, that's not how you use highlighter, but that's not exactly what I was doing. It. So when it's if anybody's good. looking for a phenomenal book in 2022, I think it was the number one book on all of Amazon in all categories. So wow, it's not just me who loves James Clear. Everybody does. So definitely check it out. Yeah. Thanks for the tip. I'll have to check. I wrote it down. I'm sitting here taking notes. Yeah. Read you're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> you awesome. can, you can message me when you're highlighting every sentence. <laughs> Look what I did. I'll take a picture <laughs> and I'll be like, bro, check this out. Exactly. I, I highlighted everything just like you said I would. Especially so if you're a big lover of systems. I got mm-hmm. that term from him. I mean, he loves himself a system. So yeah. When you're reading it, you're going to love it. I can't wait. I'm psyched. You hear that, everybody? You should be psyched too. Yeah. (laughs) So, Brooke, my very last question here for you is tell me where our listeners can find you. Where can they connect with you? Pretty easy. My website is thehealthinvestment.com. And I'm on Instagram also at thehealthinvestment. Those are the places... The website kind of has everything. I'm most active on Instagram of all social media. And I would love if you heard this to message me on Instagram. Uh, I just love connecting with people. I think they always will write to me and say, sorry, not to bother. Uh, But I love it because I want social media to be more social. And I want to kind of meet my followers, air quotes, meet them. So please introduce yourself and let me know what was the most, the biggest takeaway you had, or if you have a question or anything, I'd love to hear from you. Yes. Awesome. I just want to tell you real quick that I love your business name. I meant to tell you that earlier when I saw your website, I was like the health investment. I mean, brilliant. I just love it. Thank you. I love it. I actually spent an entire class. This shows how checked out of teaching I was. The kids were all working on something and I was just brainstorming business names. And And I came up with it in like the middle of fifth period one day. And you were like, this could be my business. Yes, I love yeah, it. I was like, I got to get out of here. Great. I got to get out of this classroom. You just knew. I have things to do. <laughs> yes. And look what you're doing. You're changing yeah, lives yeah. and there's nothing better than that. Brooke, oh, I just want to thank you so much for being with me today. 
I am so excited to get your message out there. I think the work that you do is so incredible. It's so, I'm going to use the word unique. Your approach is unique and it is exactly, I think, what people need is a Mm. personalized approach to just change your life. And I love thank that. you for saying that. That's so, such kind words. And thank you for having me. It's honestly, I've been on multiple podcasts, but don't tell any of the other hosts. This one's been the most fun. Oh, yay. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Here I am like, ah, I'm going to go throw yeah. confetti in the air. I'm so excited. I will. Thank you for saying that, Brooke. I really, really appreciate that. And I've had a great time too. So I'm psyched. We'll have to do this again. Yes, for sure.